welcome to the Community Development Podcast. A podcast dedicated to community development practice and approaches, sharing our learning and connecting the workforce. My name is Russell. Welcome to episode 20, first episode uh, in a while. Uh, unfortunately, life sometimes gets in the way. Episode 19, please go check it out. Genuinely fascinating discussion with Johnny Curry, community development practitioner based in East Belfast in Northern Ireland. And he's talking about how he, he modifies some of the language that maybe some of us take for granted and use very, very normally in, in a very perhaps uncontested way in much of our practice. But in the communities that he works in, finds that, that he has to modify some of that, that core language around perhaps rights, around things to do with the state. Uh, so yeah, genuinely fascinating discussion and uh, open a couple of doors in Northern Ireland and we'll be bringing some other podcasts from there in the new year. I'm at Big Moose Coffee Company in Cardiff City Centre, Frederick Street. It is a social enterprise. We've been hearing a little bit about it from one of its members of staff this evening. And they are hosting the Eden Communities Wales celebration event, Oh What a Year. You can just hear maybe one of the speakers in the background. We've got several projects from around, primarily Cardiff. We've got one from Swansea talking about different, really kind of very grassroots, maybe unconstituted, and very nascent maybe in some cases, but, but grassroots activism. And, and people just coming together to challenge issues that affect their community whether that's environmental, whether that's around women's and girls' rights, whether that's around faith, whether that is around access to affordable food. There's been a range of, of projects discussed. So we'll listen to the wonderfully named Fun in the background talking about the meals, the lunches they've put on on the site of the old Swansea City grounds, uh, the Vetchfield in the Sandfields district of that city, which is just creating social capital, stronger bonds and networks between people. And it's a very, very simple method methodology, if you like. It's a very simple approach. The use of food is, is almost a given in, in some of the community work that we do. So I'm, I'm speaking a little bit quietly. Hopefully we're going to have a range of other people coming through uh, and we'll wrap up with Lori Jenkins from Eden Communities Wells just to provide us with uh, some reflections and thoughts on this evening. It's not scripted. I don't really know who's going to come up, who's going to be brave enough to come to the mic. There's been the threat or the promise of some song. So this is a bit of a, a seat of the pants episode. So we'll see. Okay, so there's a break in proceedings from another couple of projects. I've explained a little bit of what the podcast is about, and so hopefully we're going to have a few people coming over. Right. Oh Here's somebody on the spot. Right. My name's Tracy Alexander, and I'm a trustee of the CIO, okay. which is um, called EcoVision. We're registered into Penarth Town Trust. Everything is based on the natural environment, the way we think. The, the things that we do, everything has a basis on nature in effect. We're looking and have made sort of tentative feathers with public owned land. I can't say where. Secret squirrel? Yes, I'm a secret squirrel. Okay. But basically, it, it holds a transport vision. It holds a vision on how to build houses 
in the future, um, how we eat in the future, and how we travel in the future. So that that be the transport vision. So all these visions come together okay. in a community and the land attached where the houses are to be built. That is where we grow and where we come together. Okay. So it feeds the houses, the community that is built from the houses. Okay. There are no roads on the estate. Right. There are boardwalks and so the ecology of the land can still survive. The houses are built with flat roofs or slightly slanted with wild meadow flowers okay. on them. So the idea is that you have pollinators on the roofs for all your bees, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And underneath there there are habitats and the ecology of the land. That's an emergency carpool and mobility vehicles. The public transport is upped to accommodate people living without cars. There's also a country park across the way. Okay. We envisage research, a restaurant with natural and local foods to eat. There's natural good cells, etc., etc. But it's also a visitor attraction, which has the whole eco basis to it. So, would I be right in assuming that this this is about almost extracting as little as possible from the natural environment, and if at all possible, actually, you know, nourishing it, actually putting more in. So we're in Big Moose Coffee Company in Cardiff and their Strapland and social enterprise, as I said, was you know, leaving the world a better place than we found it. And, and, and what strikes me is that this isn't a zero something, it's actually putting stuff into a natural exactly. environment or a community to enhance it rather than minimise the degree and the level of extraction. And I think so many models, certainly within community work and community developments, are about let's make something that's not very good about our community or that we don't like about our community or that other people say is bad about our community a little bit better rather than actually what can we do to really make radical change exactly okay. I mean, all these vision areas are parts of our lives our living lives and so we have a community vision but also a national vision and a worldwide vision mm, yeah. within small space um, it's a, a land we, we want to prevent infill nobody likes houses being built either that will obstruct their vision of nature uh, their view of nature but we have to get the balance right so how do we build in the future mm, mm, without mm. destroying nature yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is about the best possible solution what we think and we hope everybody else thinks okay. if people are interested and they want to keep in touch do you have your social media platforms and feeds and things we've got our website set up but we're looking for people 
okay. and particularly the community to engage. So our first step is one, to make it live, which will happen over the next month. The second stage will be community cafes. Okay. So we'll be having them in different cafes throughout. I wouldn't say which area is yet. Still but, Secret Squirrel. Uh, yes, I have to keep that okay. under wraps at the moment. Okay. So we're in the first stages. So tonight here at the Big Moose, we've been listening to social farms and gardens. Yeah, yeah. And it's linking up with different organisations. We form links with many, um, such as Down to Earth, who are based down in Gower, who build with well-being, uh, stroke, stroke rehabilitation yeah, 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 patients, yeah. all sectors of the community in effect, all walks of life. And it's that's what we want to do, is bring everybody around this project. And I'm kind of heartened then that you're, you're, you're wrapping it up on us. It's about people then and their sense of community and it's not express your solely just uh, an ecological vision that you've that you've got. No, we, we don't want to sort of superimpose it mm, on society. Mm, mm. We want to bring communities around these areas. So both physically and essentially mm, and mm, through every aspect mm, mm, of mm. modern day life. Good luck with it. You've intrigued me. There's stuff I'm, I'm still not sure on, but that's actually kind of good. It keeps so wet, wetting people's appetite, I suppose. And brings the ideas forward. Yeah. It? And that's what we want. Yes. We've got absolutely. the basis, and we want everybody's ideas. So when the website is launched, you know, you will be posting your natural green ideas onto the website. Well, uh, I mean, the focus of the podcast goes beyond Wales. I mean, this is where I'm based, and it's obviously everybody here is based. Uh, working in, in Cardiff but you know we've got a worldwide audience we know that from where the downloads happen so yeah and it could well be this project who knows where else on the globe you might have something to say and so you might be interested in keeping in touch so if you want to send those links our way we'll put them out there <laughs> we'll don't really do, do cards so we don't do, do cards well, I'll scribble it negatively I'll scribble it on a, on a napkin they are eco-negative so yeah eco, eco negative yeah that, this is an eco-negative podcast yes <laughs> It's eco-positive. It's eco-positive. It's eco-positive. Thank you. Hi, I'm Sally Hughes. I'm one half of Share Cardiff. The other half is Mike Gerskin, and he's somewhere else in Big Moose <laughs> at the moment. We are mapping community-based sharing projects, all the amazing things happening in the city of Cardiff. We've been doing this since last January. We've got 123 projects mapped, and we've had five community events in places across the city where we've brought people who are running these projects together to share the work that they do, but also to open a space to connect with each other in ways that we don't usually do. One of the things that people keep saying to me is, oh, your event just wasn't what I expected, which is amazing because we all spend too much time in boring meetings. So let's start thinking about how we can do things differently.
very happy to be here today celebrating the year that we've had at the Eden Communities event because most of the people in the room have been involved with the Share Cardiff project this year. Most of the people in the room will have added their projects to the directory and it's a growing thing. It's very good to talk about it as well. So define sharing then. And so, very loosely, our understanding of the sharing movement is about alternative ways of living that are about people before profit. So thinking about how we live more sustainably, thinking about the way that we spend time with each other, with the way that we meet our needs as humans, and how we might do that in a way that's a bit more friendly and kind to the earth. So a lot of the projects that we mapped are um, growers, people doing community gardening, uh, we've got a lot of food initiatives where people are sharing food through community fridges, we've got people who are doing art projects where they're bringing people together to create. Um, yeah, so it's about how we can use the resources that we have more equitably because we're really going to need to, and also how we can remember our connection to each other, how we can share time with each other in the city, mm. in the things that we do. Sounds... I wasn't aware of it. I wasn't aware of it, so it's nice to learn there's something like that happening on my doorstep. I'm trying to think of, of things I've mentioned, just where I live in Cardiff, then what, uh, or weather, but what projects might be already signed up. Where do you um, live? Well, in Flanders North. Oh, okay. So we haven't so, gone out that far yet. Okay. Um, so we've been concentrated. So we've only had a little small pot of funding from okay. the big lottery. Okay. So we focused on the central areas, Cates, um, Adamsdown, Butetown, Grangetown, Riverside. So we really do need to have conversations mm. with people who live in outer areas to kind of start talking about what's going on yeah, there. So yeah. perhaps that's something you can... Yeah, certainly, yeah, certainly might be a bit, but um, by the sounds of it, then it's quite a, quite a bit of the city you've still got to yes. get your yeah, hands dirty in. We've only got 123 projects mapped so far, yeah. which is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah. We know of at least 100 more. Pres we need to presumably a lot of those projects are very local, very yeah. kind of grassroots, you're talking neighbourhood level, not even work across a district or across a, a suburb or electoral wards or however we compartmentalise all of these geographies, yeah. presumably very, very local. So we've got um, Growing Street Talk who are working on streets in Splot and Grangetown to yeah. get people to green up their front gardens right. as a way to start talking with yeah, each other yeah, more, yeah. to build community in, in on street, um, yeah. in a kind of street to street level. And the community fridges, they're very much about local people and local areas, yeah, there's yeah, a couple yeah, of those yeah. in the city. And obviously that chimed and resonates with um, you know what Eden do with their the big lunch we heard about the one for example in, in Swansea on the on the vetch yeah. the old vetch you know I call these things these kind of like critically mundane things they are community centres they are pitches they are changing rooms they are lunches there's you know little patches of green that you don't you don't notice them until they're gone and on that basis they're, they're critical because they're really important but they're everyday stuff it's mundane stuff but it's trivial but not, if that makes sense. So it's this kind of oxymoron phrase that I use a bit, sort of this, 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 this critical, critically mundane. There's a, a way of describing it, for me, it's about the everyday. Yeah. It's about yes, how yes. we live our lives every day. And at the moment, I, I live in Penarth, it's so full of cars, I like risk my life pushing my baby around in the mm, chair. Mm, mm. How can we make the places that we live 
you know, better for people? And how can we use sharing as a way to do that? Yeah. How can the sharing movement yeah. be our tool? It's a bit really interested how they keep track. At Share Cardiff on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and it's sharecardiff.co.uk. Sorry, well, the, uh, all power to you. What you're trying to achieve Great sounds amazing. And best luck with it. Thanks ever so much. transcend that sense of place for Wales and I think that's what we need to learn to do in Britain that political parties and groups and individuals and families and streets need the affirmation so I come in with a big relationship of philosophy international affirmed internationally academically I'm trying to make it work on the ground in terms of cups of tea and talking I'm a singer I will just sing you a short bit of Amos Myers and I'll like that one the mighty mountains remain the same the wind goes over it, there are new shepherds when the sun comes up, new shepherds on the hillside. The old, one generation has gone, another generation has, uh, has arrived. Ali Mabon, the old heroes aren't here anymore, but the old language remains. The old language is that of hospitality and understanding of being in the, in the landscape. <laughs> Of Faith Project. Uh, it's going to be travelling around South Wales, uh, meeting communities, trying to uncover and tap a few of the uh, aspects of faith, of religion, organised or otherwise, in that area, um, and to um, try to map it, basically. Okay, so it's a couple of days since the Awata Year celebration, the evening at Big Moose, and I have the pleasure of the company in far less noisy surroundings. <laughs> Um, but that was great. It was gr- great energy. It was enthusiasm. So, so that's that's good noise. And I'm with Laurie Jenkins from Eden Communities Wales. How are you? Hi, yeah, I'm good, thank you. So, how did it how did it go? Yeah, really well. It was a really nice event. We ended up having like a really good group of people. 
She said the venue was really lovely to sort of set up kind of a nice intimate gathering of people mm. who just wanted to stop for a minute and say, yes, we've done something well this year, or actually go us. It's kind of like a little celebration. Was that the first time you've done those? We've done similar things before, okay. but um, that was kind of a smaller scale. And it's the first time we've been to Big Moose, which was really nice to kind of share their story because they've got a whole community-minded ethos mm. behind them. So it's really nice to go to a venue that kind of cares about mm. what's yeah, going on in, yeah. in Cardiff as well. But what's and all as well, isn't it? I mean, it's not captured on, on, on this. I didn't manage to record uh, the people from Big Moose speaking, but they were honest about... Yeah. the kind of space they're working in so it's yeah, good opportunities definitely. for rough sleepers for homeless people and and I think what's important with this sort of work is that, that there is a little bit of warts and all as well yeah but it's not all kind of fluffy and rosy and everything's kind of definitely. linear and goes forward and, and you know it, it, it's it's inherently quite sort of rocky yeah and actually that's that's one of the things yeah warts and all definitely but they're yeah. really open about the fact that you know they were broken into yeah. they've had ups and downs but then they put a board up on the wall and people yeah. put positive messages on it and it's just really nice to have yeah. that positivity. Yeah. So it sort of fitted really nicely with the groups that we had there and actually saying, you know, we want to stop for a minute, appreciate you and, and yeah. say, you know, well done. Because the people who were there, they were all quite small community groups who were doing yeah. things in their own time voluntarily and you're sometimes so busy and so wrapped up in the thing that you're passionate about yeah. that you don't always stop and say, oh, actually, yeah, I've done quite well and well done us. <laughs> yeah, bit of a pat on the back. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was with a group of people yesterday up in Wrexham doing some training and you know, one of the bits we were talking about was, well, you know, who, who blows your trumpet? Mm. Because, if, because if you're not going to blow it, yeah. well, you know, no one else is because yeah, they're busy yeah. blowing their own or, or it's a cultural thing as well. There's not enough of that. We don't tend to be particularly showy. Mm, you know, it's yeah. not about... It's not about us. Yeah. You know, somebody said that yesterday, so I'm, I'm deeply uncomfortable. I, I don't write about things in the first person. Yeah. I don't talk about me or I. I talk about we. Yeah. And us. Yeah. And I think that's great on a values basis. That's terrific. But there comes a time when actually I, I want to know about mm, you as yeah. the worker. You know, this is part of the purpose of the podcast is to try to scratch beneath the surface of of what we do and our practice, why we do it, why do we take these approaches, and so yeah. on. And that, and that struck me as well. They were very local, weren't they? Yeah, no, it was really Cardiff-based, so yeah. it was um, just a gathering of people who were doing stuff in Cardiff. There were some people who were working Wales-wide, yeah. but most people were based um, and working in Cardiff, yeah. so it was really nice to have people like Repair Cafe Wales. They, they started out in Cardiff. They put the name Wales so that they could expand and make it bigger, but actually they're doing amazing across mm. the whole country now. And um, having Share Cardiff there as well was great because I think you spoke to Sally. Yeah, so Sally. They're yeah. trying to sort of loop up all the stuff that's going mm. on in Cardiff. Mm. But there's definitely a thing about the people who, who are kind of volunteering. Like, I sometimes want to call them, like, you know, community heroes or community mm. leaders. Nobody would ever call themselves that. It is that, it's said blowing your own trumpet. Yes. It's, uh, it's, no, I'm just doing something that I care about. Yeah. And it's yeah. not that big a thing, but it is. Yeah, yeah. So we need to celebrate it. Yeah, I think what I liked about it as well was there was quite a lot of space that you provided. So the way you and Sam, I think, had obviously, um, I said that you designed it, you might have just thrown it together or let it let it, let it it free wheel, which is great as well. But the, the design and the format of the evening was allowing people just to find their own conversations mm. and spaces to network. And I think it reminded me, and I, I've been reading it, and I said this to Sam on the day, so there's a, an author of sort of community work, Alison Gilchrist, and she wrote a book called The Network City. And in it, she talks about networking, about how we will network as, as workers. As you, you will do that. You will forge alliances. You will go to meetings. You will follow your nose. You'll have coffee with people. And it might lead to something. It might not. Or it might not immediately. And those sorts of things. She then talks about this concept of meta-networking, where actually what you're doing is working with groups for them to network themselves. Mm. 
rather than creating sort of dependencies or you become some sort of pivot yeah. or some sort of hub to their spokes where actually you end up being part of that network. And of course, the moment you extract yourself through whatever job changes, illness, funding comes to an end, usually the story with this sort of work, then of course you affect that yeah. network. So the meta-networking is actually that role that you play in getting small groups, and, it, and it's usually small groups, to essentially network themselves. That, that um, is literally exactly what we're trying to yeah. do, because we, we appreciate that, yeah, we might not be here all the time, or as you said, funding changes, staff changes, but actually we, we want to create that kind of network of informal people that can get together anyway, mm. and we just sort of give the excuse for it to happen. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's kind of that, this is an event that we're doing, and then we sort of facilitate it and make sure that everyone's there on the same level. Like if you take off your work hat or take off the hats that you have on, the multiple hats quite often, and actually you are just you, and we try and kind of connect people on a personal level rather than through a work mode in a way. So we do events like that all across Wales, but it was really lovely in the one we did in Cardiff a couple of days ago because it was just the point where everybody wanted to talk to each other. It got to the point where at the end of the event... I'd finished clearing up, I'd been chatting to everybody and everyone was still talking mm. and I actually said to the big moose guys, I was like, do you need to kick us out? Yeah, yeah. And they were like, no, we're happy to let yeah, you carry yeah, on because yeah, everyone yeah. was just talking away. So it's really, really positive. And that lack of hierarchy, I think, again, is very, is really critical and, and so another guy who I'm a huge kind of disciple of is a guy called Ray Oldenburg and talk about third places, big moose, to my mind, probably is within that sort of space whereby first place he defined Ray Oldenburg as you know, the home and the hearth, second place is, is the workplace, which in, in, in primary kind of heavy industrial kind of South Wales type environments would have been steelworks, mines, etc. But they also had third places because they had like a civic and social kind of infrastructure wrapped around them, institutes and workmen's halls and all the rest of that. But then the third places are those spaces that can be outdoors, they can be parks, they can be you know, parish halls. They can be barber shops, perhaps cafes, coffee shops, etc., etc. Quite a broad range of, of potential spaces, uh, libraries. But within those spaces, hierarchies are pretty much dismantled. Mm. They're certainly a lot shorter, if that's the word, than they would otherwise be. And again, that came through. There was no one talking about job roles and titles yeah. and wearing lanyards and, yeah. and all that sort of jazz. It's really. interesting because kind of venues we go to quite often with sort of when we are doing network events. Big Moose is probably actually one of the one-offs where we weren't doing like clearing up and setting up. But generally, if we, if we are in a community centre mm-hmm. or a hall mm-hmm. somewhere, mm-hmm. the people who attend will generally, even if we don't ask, people will start coming and offering to wash up and clearing up. And, you know, it's kind of, we started doing it where we... Um, get everyone to bring a, a big lunch to share, a sharing lunch, it removes the hierarchy and it actually removes the we're organising this, we're in charge. Yes. It's just, we're all here together. Again, whether you realise this or not, yeah. again, you're doing again some of that stuff that Oldman talks about and he says that very, very central to third places is food and drink. Mm. And again, that was that was very kind of clear. So Yeah, um, that's so, yeah. definitely our, because our kind of like flagship initiative is the big lunch, which is trying to get neighbours and communities to sit down and eat together because there's something magical about breaking bread together and just mm, connecting. Mm, mm. It's kind of, quite often it looks like, when we talk about the big lunch, it's bunting and cupcakes, and it yeah. looks like street parties at the end, and, all, and lovely, but actually there's real connections having mm, a di- mm, making a difference mm, mm, underneath there. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's kind of 
community development by stealth. <laughs> Which is often how you need to go about yeah. this. Thing. So the celebration event was so like a reflection of 2019. Yeah. What's 2020 going to hold for you and for those groups and others that you're involved with? Yeah, so it was really interesting to hear um, from the groups that were there. Um, they've all got lots of plans. Some of them were just starting out mm. um, and some of them have already got plans to kind of expand and get bigger or continue doing what they want. It was really nice to have the National Lottery fund there the community fund there um because they've got a couple funds at the moment that are like amazingly accessible mm. for community groups um so it's kind of i just saw a lot of people nodding when they were talking going, oh wow that could be for us um but yeah so 2020 for us we're going to carry on doing networking events across okay. the year this time at this time of year we try and do something reflective yeah um we generally base our network events on themes that people ask to do or we just have them as open events that people can sort of it, it's really based on what people who attend want. Mm. And then, yeah, so the big lunch happens on the first weekend of June, so that's kind of our big plans for 2020, okay. trying to get the whole world to, <laughs> the whole world, the whole of Wales, oh, well, okay. <laughs> to sit down and eat together okay. um, and connect with neighbours and communities. Again, breaking down barriers, but giving people the excuse to do it. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's our, our big plans. Cool. Best of luck with all of that. I think yeah, we'll put some links to some of the other groups that, again, didn't get a chance to sit around the mic. Maybe it I don't know, terrified them or, or they were too busy talking and too busy eating and too busy reflecting and celebrating and giving themselves pats on the back, which they thoroughly deserve. Too busy um, eating the chocolates that we gave out to say thanks to everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always uh, a winner. Yeah. Maybe uh, during 2020 we can, uh, we can catch up again and see how it's all going. Brilliant. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you.